Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. Um, you're not hearing the intro voice of Alex Catalano this morning because, well, he's not here. <laughs> he's uh, he's facing a very life-changing uh, event. He's having a job interview for the yes. first time in God knows how long. Yes, he is. So he, he's not here, but we wish him well. We do. And uh, and hopefully he gets uh, a job, gets some green in there, because, you know. Why not? Why not? <laughs> but until then, I'm here. It's Alex Doherty. I've got uh, Alex Miller sitting next to me, as always. How are you, Doc? Yeah, look, pretty good. I, you know, I'm, I'm very chuffed, actually. Very chuffed. Very chuffed. The dog, a happy boy. The, I've been chuffed all week. The dog's got up. I'm, yeah. hav- I'm having a great week. Um, <laughs> so... Look, we've got a lot to talk about. I've got the feeling we're going to be talking about the Bulldogs a bit tonight. Yes. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to go through the round that was. We're going mm. to start on Friday night, Hawthorne versus Collingwood. It was um, quite a very, I'll be honest, it was quite a boring game. Look, um, it wasn't much quality out there at all. It was a bit of a bit of a damp squib. It was a very uh, poor quality football. I switched off after half time, <laughs> only to uh, put it back on the radio. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> only to put it back on the radio in the fourth quarter. It was actually quite. And from the from listening to it, it was, it was like it picked up. The quality of the game actually picked up. Yeah, I think after half time, like you mentioned, um, I think Collingwood tried to switch on, but Hawthorne's last quarter. I don't think anyone would have had them kicking five goals in that last, considering they'd only kicked. Um, about four for the game. So, you know, interesting times. The Pies are in a bit of a crisis land, do you think, at the moment, Doc? They're in. They're struggling at the moment, Collingwood, and, and I think maybe the injury list is mounting up now because yes. there's quite a few big names that are that are out at the moment. We talk about Dane Beams quite a bit. Taylor Adams is still out there as well. Mm. There's And players such as Mason Cox, who has been under the torch... Surprised uh, he wasn't uh, dropped? No. Uh, look, I think, I, think he needs, I think he needs a bit of a... I think he needs a bit of a spell in the twos, but I think either way, he's he's coming back from a big injury layoff. So I yeah. think whatever, whichever way you look at it, he needs to get games under his belt again because he's not the same Mason Cox we saw 12 months ago. Do you think if Ben Reid was fit that Mason Cox would be getting a game right now? No, I'd probably say not. I'd probably say Ben Reid would, would get games ahead of Mason Cox. I think you look at Reid's last month and a bit before he went down, he was good. He was very, mm. he was very strong. He's he led, he led well, had good marking hands. I I was the fool. I was the fool who said that um, he's in the wilderness. No, he was done. He was, he was cooked. He's a nobody. But, but um, no, good good on you. Yeah, he proved me wrong. Yes. Um, ooh, what do we? I that, I think there's a couple of things we take from this game, Doc. Obviously, we talked about the pies, but Hawthorne obviously they only lost to West Coast by one straight kick uh, the week before, and uh, Adam Simpson actually said yesterday, and he's pre-game sort of spiel before they play Collingwood that um, you know Hawthorne are still a good team so I think it's going to be an interesting situation how they approach the next couple of weeks they were very they were very uh, very weird team Hawthorne they are like like you look at you look at the names of some of these players that are, that, are, that were playing on Friday night, like uh, Daniel Howe. Not mm. you know he's okay, not not an A grade player. Connor Glass, we uh, we love tallying him up off air. Uh, <laughs> Connor Nash doesn't really do much. Uh, Impey's a bit on off, but although I will say that his last few weeks have been pretty impressive. What do you think of McAvoy battling against Grundy? Obviously, considered one of the best. Do you think how did he fare? Your opinion? Um, I think he did all right. Just look, I think Grundy is Grundy is Grundy still under the injury cloud at the moment because I'm I'm not quite sure. Uh, I think he looks reasonably fit from what I've seen. But uh, what do you think? Do you think he's a bit hampered still? Uh, look, I think. From what I've from what I've seen, I don't watch a lot of Collingwood games at the present time. But I think from what I've seen and what I've read, I think he's still the number one ruck in the game. Yeah. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see where he ends up end of the season because he's he's out I think of he'll stay. He's out of contract. No, and, next year. Oh, well, it doesn't. Yes. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter because <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> we, 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 we've we've seen so many contracted players last year. Get, yes. You know, get out, get flipped. I think it was good to see on a Hawthorne note, see Sicily stay down back and have a dominant game. Yeah, I was thinking about that this morning. Like Sicily, he's been trialed as a forward hmm. for for a fair bit, and about a few. And you'd say a few years ago, it kind of worked, but I, I'm, I'm not. His best footy's in the back half. Yeah, there's no doubt. He had a, he had about over a dozen marks and seven rebound fifties. I thought MP was outstanding as well. He plays a lot taller than what you think. He had the twenty five touches. But he was really good coming out of the back half and a big reason why they were still in the game. But I think the Pies, like you said, Doc, the uh, injuries have caught up a little bit. 
yeah, I think they're in a bit of a bit of a manic phase at the moment. Yeah, look, you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought uh, Josh Dacos would be getting too many more games. I think he, I, I think he's got, I think he's got potential, but I don't think he's ready to play uh, first tier football. Uh, Sharon Berg, stiff to get dropped. I, I know, uh, very uh, stiff. But I think oh, I think he'll he'll be fine. <coughs> Jamie, Jamie Elliott didn't do much. He only had the seven touches. Yeah, and didn't impact the scoreboard at all. And obviously, Brandon Sora picked up a knock, but has been named this week. How, how did you see Isaac Quainall's debut game? Friday Night Lights. Very good. Not bad for Charles Gambino. <laughs> he was fantastic. I thought um, he's really got potential, doesn't he, Doc? I think we, we're a bit surprised that he hasn't played earlier when you're looking at him. Yeah, I mean, from what you read on on all the uh, all the pages on the internet. Yeah, he he should have been playing much earlier than round fifteen. Mm. Um, like a lot of people talk about his ability to shut down forwards. Yeah, but I think it's his ability to win the ball that Collingwood have been working on in over the first yeah. over the first few months at VFL level. Uh, he had eighteen touches. He had seven marks. So it was a very uh, very solid debut. And his rebounding work was reasonably good as well. So I think obviously ideally they'd like to have him on the wing, pacing up and down. But great debut for him and. I think he's only going to get better. Athletically, he's just gifted. He's just going to be a great player, and hopefully he can kick on to the future. But let's talk about a different game now, Doc. Oh, yes. What game are we talking about? Carlton and the Ds. Now, this was a massive game for both clubs. We talked about it last week on the on the show. You tipped. Who'd you tip? I tipped Carlton. Now, you're a fool. <laughs> I, I was looking good in the fourth quarter. I mean... I mean, I, I was still quietly confident at three-quarter time. They were down five goals, and just... I'm I'm thinking like they they're, they're going to come back, and they did, and I'm and I'm and I'm just I was like I was literally riding at home. They had a dip. They had a dip. And I think I think that's what I think that's what Carlton supporters want out of out mm. of the Blues. I don't think they care about the wins at the moment. It's about them having a dip. Uh, well, 25 scoring shots is fantastic for Carlton. Imagine saying that 12 months ago, Doc. Me and you and Cat, God willing, when he comes back, um, <laughs> would be sitting here saying Carlton had 25 scoring shots. So. It's definitely there. Obviously, both teams' defences were shambles to allow 55 scoring shots between two teams. But, um, yeah, it was a great game. Tom McDonald, obviously, the highlight. He, Sh- shame to see him go down with oh, the injury. I, I feel so disappointed because, like, the last couple of weeks, like we saw we saw him have a really good influence in, in the Freo game. Yes. But there, and then he comes out with a six-goal game, and he's back to his best form, and then he, does, then he injures his knee. He has to have surgery. It's not an ACL tear, thank goodness. Yes. But he's still going to miss the rest of the season. So it's just the Melbourne sort of thing this year, isn't it, Ben? Dog. Yeah, it's uh, look, they've just had a pretty rough, rough run of things. Rough run of things. Will Shatterfield with three. Nice to see him kick a couple of goals. Yeah, look, he he was he was quite good. Uh, Will Shatterfield. I think he's starting to finally uh, crack in. I'm I'm still not sure what his role is in the team. I think if he's supposed to be the floating half forward midfielder type of player, mm. then I think that's. Do you think that's his best role? I think inside mid, he's got a good body for it. Eventually, he does have he does have a good he does have a good body to be an inside midfielder. But I think Carlton have got quite a few players yeah. that that do that at the moment. Although I'm not quite sure. Uh, I think the big thing as well is that you know he's only played 13 games and the bloke's only 21. So I think he, he's had he, he's had his uh, share of knee injuries as well. In absolutely, the past. that we know of. But so it's just great to see him. You know, play most of this year. He's been great. Casbold obviously went up four and kicked three. I, I, I do I do like Levi Casbold back up forward. There seems to be I reckon that stint in the back line has uh, rejuvenated his confidence a little bit. Yeah, and one of your favourites though, Doc, Mr. Silvani. Now he had a rip again. Give us the numbers that he had. I absolutely look. I've been a big critic of Jack Silvani for so long, but his game on the weekend was outstanding. He had three goals, eighteen disposals, ten marks, eight contested possessions. Mm. I'm just going to bring up the advanced stats. Um, I'm just trying to find him. <laughs> but I, <laughs> 333 metres gain. Now, I'm not a big advocate on that, but that's a pretty pretty sizable amount of... Uh, for a forward. Me- for a metres gain. For, yeah, for, for a forward. Mm. So I, 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 like what, I like what they're doing to him at the moment. They, they seem to be re- retooling him as a you know, versatile player who can pretty much do anything. Yeah. Play forward, play midfield, play back. I think I think he's got real potential, obviously, to be special. I, I think we're finally starting to see why people were so high on Jack Silvani all those years yeah. ago, and I think that it's it's great. It's you know it's good to see. You know, like usually when it comes to people that I like to criticise, you know, it's it's it is a good feeling to <laughs> yeah you know, see them do well and prove you wrong. It is, and I think 
it, it was also, you know, the big news this way for Carlton, obviously, Liam Jones re-signing for a further three years. It's a, that's, that's big news. Cause that's good for them. Big news, but he only had five touches, so I don't know. No, but he, he's he been good additions since coming across from the dogs for Carlton. He, oh, look, he has been. I think that... I can't can't believe that we didn't even think about playing him as a defender. No, it's a bit strange. But there's obviously a couple of boys. You think Paddy Dale's due for a bit of a rest stock? He's had a bit of a iffy season, up and down, but had some high points. I, I honestly don't know about Paddy Dale. Like he like you, like you see you see the potential is there in some games, and there's other games where he just doesn't get near it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's a second year player. He may, I don't know if he if he is feeling a bit fatigued. I think maybe give him a, give him a week off or two, and. Yeah, let him, let him see how he goes in the tail end of the season. And there's just one more man I want to ask you about. Kyle Dunkley, obviously making his debut. What a story. Uh, yep. Did you see the video of Josh and him? I did. That it was, was rather funny. It, it, it was it was, it was was a lovely touch. And uh, <laughs> He just didn't believe it. He said, nah. <laughs> that, that That's the kind of stuff you see brothers say. Like, yeah, yeah, he, he, like I, I could say to my brother, like, oh, you're playing this weekend. Like, nah. No, nah, 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 fuck yeah. off. No, nah, chance, mate. Nah, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> right, okay. But very good. I, I thought his, I thought he was quite good. He only had the eleven touches, but I, th- I like you, you saw him having a dip, and that, and that's what I think Melbourne yeah. supporters kind of want. They're, they're having a, they're having a pretty dismal year, mm. and you know to see, see these young kids. Pet, Petty, I liked as well. Mm. Didn't, didn't have, didn't get a lot of it, but I thought he took a few. Took a few good intercept grabs. He's a good size, isn't he, Doc? We've talked about him a couple of times. That he's going to be a good player, I think, for Melbourne's future. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. He's going to be um, a, a real, a real find in the key position spot. Yeah. Before we go on, yes, uh, I just want to say one thing. You and Cat have been pretty high on Nick Newman. Uh, look, he had a good game. <laughs> he, he had a good game, he had but steady. Yeah. He had a, he had a good game, but I, I saw him commit so many turnovers on the weekend. He did, but that's the risk. He's it, a turnover merchant. <laughs> Sometimes you turn over merchant, you're going to call him recruiter of the year. I think he's up there for. Uh, there's three recruiter of the years. Obviously, we'll do it later on in the in this series this <laughs> season. But um, he's been a great pickup. He does butcher the ball a little bit, but they um they haven't had. If he wasn't there, no, um, Sam Doherty, your twin brother. Yeah. Um, no, my there, <laughs> there wouldn't be any rebound fifty. So, you know, it, without him, there's no exits from there for back half for me. So. He's important. Yep, no, that's fair. I agree with you though. He does butcher a little bit. F- fair call, but um, Sam Lloyd, watch out, <laughs> watch out. Now, time warp, Doc. Time warp. This is this is gonna, this is huge for me because this Sunday the Bulldogs are going to walk out onto Marvel Stadium with a uh, a retro jersey dating mm. back to 1989. It's uh, to commemorate the uh, the fight back. Yes. That, that they had in uh, yeah in in said 1989. It's been 30 years. What what happened was for those that you know, aren't aware, which I'm sure there might be a few of you, um, 1989, pretty bad year for the Bulldogs. We had, uh, I think we finished second last on the ladder. Uh, and you want to know who was uh, last on the ladder, mate? Who? The Tigers. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, what happened was that they, they, they were they were close to uh, folding. Hmm. They, they, were, they were quite a couple of million in debt. Like, and, like many other clubs at the time. Well, not the exact time, but yes. Yeah, I think I think Richmond. I think Richmond were actually facing a bit of a crisis themselves. We were, but we're not. We're not here to talk about my boring club. <laughs> no, uh, we're talking about the doggies because the doggies are great. Um, <laughs> okay, so so what? So the story is the um, the Bulldogs were going to merge with Fitzroy for the nineteen ninety season and yep. beyond, and it was set in stone until quite a f- until mem- late. Yeah, mem- late. Until quite a few members of the uh, Footscray public, led by uh, now President Peter Gordon. And a and a lady by the name of Irene Chatfield, yes, who won a won a case in court to uh, kill the merger. Basically, mm. it was um, it was su- such a such a amazing thing, big and thing for the football club at the time. It was so big for the football club, and to see the club still kicking on thirty years later, it's fantastic with one extra premiership. <laughs> it's nice. It, it is a it is a bloody good feeling, and honestly, oh. You know, my parent, my parents were talking to me about it uh, last night. Like, wh- who would you support if you went um, if the if Footscray merged with Fitzroy? Tigers. Oh look, I, I was going to say them. Like, it probably would have been either Richmond or Hawthorne. Yeah, because my because my mum's a Richmond supporter, dad's a Hawthorne supporter. But then, but then it's like, nah, I'll probably just go Fitzroy. <laughs> still just a spite. <laughs> still just yeah. still just a spite. Yeah. Um, now I want to do a a a big thing about we talked about financial hardship. Is it? You talked about the dogs turning it around. Did that come from field on field success, or was that just mostly public? Obviously, financial backing from the public was a big thing. 
Um, what, what do you mean? Like for them to get back on track. Oh, I, I think yeah, I think without without the mem- without the supporters of Footscray, I think the Bulldogs wouldn't be where they're at, where no. they're at today. And I think I think the Western Bulldogs have made it made it known that they've. Uh, uh, I've, I've really appreciated the support of yeah, definitely of the supporters yep. from from then till now, and I think this this Sunday's it's a, it's a huge game already. Having the fact that you know we don't win games that we're slated to be the favourites in, but to commemorate something that was pretty much close to death, mm. like is is massive, and yep. it'd be great to see them get get a win on the weekend against the D's. Now, while we're in the time machine, I'm just yes. going to do it. It's now 30 years is a very long time in football, as we know, and in life, actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's going to be tough for you, I know, but <laughs> I want your top three players in the last 30 years. I'll give mine. All right, you, you start, because I, 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 did, I did an article a while ago uh, slating my, my top 25 players from 25 years. I could, I, I could, go, I could go literally on and on about the, about the great players that we've had. Well, Teddy... I don't think uh, Teddy, Teddy was uh, before 1989, though. We can just put him in there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt, one of the greatest bulldog players of all time. But it's I think, a tough one. Oh, but I, I, have to think I, about I, I, th- I think to uh, to show how far off you are, he, he played in the '54 Premiership. Teddy. Yeah, we can. No, we'll go back hundred years <laughs> just to get him in the bracket. No, I think uh, it's oh, it's a tough one. I think Gio Syracuse for me. What what he did in the club during his time was pretty pretty amazing. Uh, I just think his impact on and off the field, and he did obviously a lot of community work and still does cheer. So, yeah, obviously down at the VFL now. Yeah, he's um a, a, he's been a bloody good servant for the club for so long now. GNC Syracuse. He was quite quite a quite a crafty forward. Um, some people like I, I will remember some some supporters have given G a, a bit of uh, shtick for um I don't know maybe. Playing a bit too soft, yeah. But it, it doesn't. But for, to me, anyway, it doesn't really matter if he kicks the goals. He kicks the goals, yeah. And particularly during the uh, the McCartney days, yeah. When goal when goals were hard to come by, where goals were absolutely sparse. <laughs> I th- I think yeah. So him for me, just because what he did on and off field. So for me, it's not just about the player. Yeah, that's not a bad one. I I don't mind that. Uh, Marcus Bonapelli is obviously <laughs> a given one that you'll probably have in your three. Uh, just because what he's done at his age is pretty unheard of. I think um, there's a very select few, almost you could count on one hand, uh, that I've got that many fingers. But, you know, he is only going to get better and he's only going to prove his worth. And we talked about it last week. He could be one of the men to have two brown lows by the end of his career. Yeah, he he, he seriously could. And I, I reckon I might cheek, put a cheeky couple on uh, him brown low night. <laughs> I'm not a betting man, so I'm not actually going to do that. But I, w- I would love to do that. I would. And my third one is another current player because yeah. of his resilience and his story. You already know who I'm going to be. Dal Morris. Yes. What he's achieved, not just as a player, but physically as a man, to turn around. It's been 108 days or something to come back from an ACL. That's just unheard of, Doc. It's pa- partially t- it was a partially torn ACL. So, But still. But, but still, you know, ACL injuries are... A bloody a, a detriment to any player's career. Yep. And the fact that he's not only done it once but twice. Yep. He's just been is is such a det- is such a huge part of what he is. Like he's a, I reckon he, he almost he almost embodies fight back. Yeah. <laughs> Dale I, Morris. I think yeah that's why he's in my three just because he's resilience <laughs> and he he stands what the Bulldogs are. He, he's he's not he's not the flashiest. He, he was never the flashiest <coughs> player. He was he was always the uh, the dour kind of player. And I think that's what I think the, the one thing I love about Dale Morris the most is that he has no regard for his own safety. No. Like he will literally throw himself out in the front of a train Very to sa- to save to save the footy. <laughs> that's how that's how that's how crazy he is. But uh, like I absolutely absolutely love Dale Morris. Now, like we mentioned at the start, this is going to be tough for you for your three. Oh, there I want is... you to start from number three and go up to one. I'm, I, I can't, I'm, not, I'm not going to say Marcus Pontempelli because you already did it, but yep. he would have been there because yep. I absolutely love him to bits. So who's your third? Um, I've got Scott West, number three, and particularly during the time where the dogs struggled a mm. lot. Uh, he he was he, he always seemed to find a way to win the ball. He, he'd give you a 25-30 a game, easy. It's such a... He's, he's one of the, he's, he's amongst one of those players that have just been so stiff not to win a brown line. Yeah, just always a little bit off. I think he, he I think he must have finished runner-up, like, you know, maybe twice, twice, maybe oh, three times. maybe, I was going to say, yeah, three at least. But um, 
yeah, uh, he's he's just such a accumulator. It's it's, it's almost uh, I don't want to compare him to Jack McRae, but it's kind of like what, <laughs> watching Jack McRae at the moment. It's yeah. kind of like Scotty West. He just racks up the ball with very very minimal fuss. Ease, very ease. Um, so Scott West, Scott West for me. Three, number three, should, number two. Should have won a Brownlow to be honest. Yes. Uh, no, number two, I've got Brad Johnson. Yeah, I was going to have him in there. Um, uh, what, uh, last year I did a <coughs> I, I did I did an article. Uh, saying the top, Bulldogs top twenty five from twenty five years, I had Brad Johnson at one and Chris Grant at two. That's a pretty fair, yeah. Uh, I, I regret that instantly. Cause, oh, really? No, nah, because so many people said that Grandy deserved the one spot. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it's I don't mind Brad. It. Um, but Brad Johnson, I think, just just such a talented player altogether. Like he start, started his career as a as a midfielder and he excelled a lot as yeah. a midfielder. He also floated around half forward. He knew how to kick a goal. He did. <laughs> but it wasn't until the mid-2000s where I think Rodney E took over from uh, he who won't be named, very shit coach he is, um, where he, he flung Brad Johnson as a full forward. Yeah. Very undecisive full forward. But he kept but he kept giving you like four goals, five goals, six goals ga- six goals a game. And consistently. And he did it very yeah, did it very consistently. He got he was uh, all Australian captain in two thousand six. Yep. He was um a Charlie Sutton medalist three times. Charlie. Six time all Australian. He was um had a fair resume by the end of it all. He had a decent resume. A couple of people gave me critis- criticism for uh, Brad Johnson number one because he was too selfish. Now sometimes that makes a good footballer though. Yeah, look, some Kevin t- Bartlett we, is a prime example. <laughs> yeah, we love we love KB and um, we, we, through. <laughs> and uh, well, did you hear, you hear KB uh, quit? Yes, quit, quit SEN. Yeah, I think he's not a fan of Hutchie. Mm. Uh, there is a bit of uh, uncertainty. Uh, I think um, Kevin will do some work elsewhere. <laughs> I'm dying for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. Yep. KB's uh, making me chuckle. Me words here. Um. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think well, we like Hachi, um, but yeah, I think some people just don't get along with uh, mm. with higher ups. And that's uh, all right. Expect K- expect KB to get another job elsewhere. I think he's you come to A three. Yeah, he told me a lot. Oh yeah, we'd love to have KB here. Um, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get we'll get the motion going now. <laughs> K- KB to the A three, lock it's, it in. It's a hashtag. I'm putting it on. KB to A three, lock it in now. Uh, Okay, back to the back. I was gonna say, who's your number one? Um, number one. Well, I think now it's probably yeah. given. Uh, Christopher Grant. Yeah, you touched on him before. Uh, how's 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 this for a story? Hundred and fifth pick in the AFL draft in nineteen eighty eight. Um, fifteen year old boy from Dalesford. Yeah. And from the second, from the first game he came in, he he, you just knew he was going to be a star. He kicked a bag of goals on debut. Um, seventeen as a seventeen year old, he kicked over fifty goals. Alright. That, that this is this is how big he he was going to be. Now I think the one thing that I think made me admire Chris Grant, and I, and I will be honest, this is probably what made me support the Bulldogs, aside from the fact my grandpa was a dog supporter as well. Yeah. Um, was the fact that in 1997 Chris Grant was offered big money to go join Port Adelaide, who were you know fresh fresh at the time yeah fresh startup club, and you know we've seen a lot of players join GWS and Gold Coast for big coin these days, but he t- he turned his back on Port. After a, a a little kid offered him a fifty cent coin, and and said that he could keep it if it meant him staying at the Bulldogs, and Chris Grant took it on board. It just speaks to him as a person there more than a footballer, doesn't it? He's a he's like if you if you've seen Chris Grant, like I, and I've met him a couple of times, he's um he's a bloody ripper of a bloke. He's such a humble, honest, down yeah. down to earth person, and I think stellar career. A st- he's a stellar career. I'm still filthy that, you know, here we are 22 years ago, that he got the most votes in the Brownlow medal in 97. Yeah. But he didn't, but he didn't, he didn't win the Brownlow because of, <laughs> because of a very shoddy hit. Yeah. And if you looked at it from today, Michael Christian would have given him a fine and nothing else. Michael Christian probably would have gave the other bloke a fine in <laughs> yeah. a week. Yeah, he would have. Um, but That's incredible though, 105th pick and turn out to be, you know, who we all know Chris Grant is, but it's just a sensational story. Yeah, and uh, not in, in 1996 he was a vote shy of uh, joining Michael Voss and James Hurd as uh, joint winners. Really? Yeah. One vote, that's all it takes. Oh, it was, um, 
But I think we, I don't think we need to. I don't think we need Brownlow medals to discuss how great no. a player Chris Grant was. I think between him, uh, Ted Whitten, Brad Johnson, and there might be a couple of others in there as well. I think I, think I should touch on uh, Scotty Wind, who was a yeah. Brownlow medal winner. Uh, Tony Liberatore was a great player. Um, Kelvin Templeton was 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 an outstanding yeah. was, was an outstanding forward. Uh, and even 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 some of the more modern day players like Matty Boyd and Bob Murphy, who were. Um, loyal to the very end and and big icons big icons and they made huge impacts as well well that's a great that's a great segment I enjoyed that did you enjoy that talk oh, I love talking about past <laughs> players uh, especially if it came from my own team yes yeah, so you've done very well to keep it to, to three so well done <laughs> on you there so that's the time machine for this week now I'm a bit peckish ooh Cat um, usually does the eggs he does but I've got the chef's hat today <laughs> We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get into the frying pan. Now, I want you to start with fried egg, Doc. <laughs> you want me to go at him, don't yeah, you? So, <laughs> yeah, all right. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm taking down Chris Judd today because um, I am so sick of his shit and how, he, and how he's running Carlton. I'll do a better, I'll do a better job running Carlton. You, you heard his comments during the week, didn't you? Yes, I did. About, about David Teague. Now, what he said, David Teague's doing a great job as Carlton coach. Uh, as, sorry, as interim Carlton interim. coach. Interim. He won't be there, I don't think. Once. Interim Carlton coach. You know, they've won, they've won two games and they were a kick shy of winning the other, of winning the other two. So what Chris Judd has said now, he said that he's not going to consider David Teague for the job, you know, cons- and in on the basis that they're going to find an ex- a more experienced coach, namely Brad Scott. He says he doesn't <laughs> want someone with training wheels, which I don't know about that comment. That's a... Oh, I think that's a very insulting comment. If, you, if, if I was David Teague, I'd be... Uh, would you walk out right now knowing that you're probably not going to get the job? It'd be a big statement. I, th- I think I think there's going to be a bit of um, there's going to be a bit of unsettling in Carlton this week, uh, particularly with David T. Because mm. I think he's I think he's a good enough coach for the job. He's he's been in he's been in this coaching caper for well over a decade now. Yep. So to to, to be David T. And you know, Carlton have been smashed from pillar to post for the last three to four years. <laughs> Under Michael Malthouse, yep. Under Brendan Bolton, and here he is. They're putting he's putting Carlton back to relevancy for the first time. Put them on the map for the first time in five years. And here's this here's this moron <laughs> telling him that. Jaddy. Suppose supposedly he's he's supposed to have a smart football brain, but yeah, you know, this is pretty nah. this is pretty boneheaded from him. Do you think the players would know right now that David either is or isn't coaching next year? Sorry. Do you think the players would know if David is or not? Is or isn't coaching next year? I think they know. I think they know now. But I, I think the players, the players, they definitely want to play for their spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I think I just don't see the point of David being there anymore. Yeah, look, if I if I was no look, there is there is the there is the easy option of you know late, walking out the door as soon as Judd, Juddy says you know you're not getting the job. Well, he could, and then they but, could turn to absolute liquefied doggy doo <laughs> They could go back to being liquefied doggy doo <laughs> Um, but I think for David Teague's professional career, I think he's got to stick it out. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I, that, that's just ignorant words from an ignorant man, mm. Chris Judd. That's a fair call. Uh, so Juddy, you're being fried today. You're being fried. You're being fried today. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> um, for, for, tra- for treating a man who, who, who brought, uh, Carlton back to, uh, you know, to actually contending for getting... To contending for games. Yeah, no, that's a fair call. Now, I've got an interesting hardboard one. Mine this week is, well, it's, it's going to sound crazy because all we've talked about is the Bulldogs, but Luke Beveridge is Ooh. my hardboiled this egg, egg this week. Yep. What he's done in the last four weeks, I think the Dogs in North Melbourne are probably the two most informed teams in the comp right now. And I think that that's on the back of... I think West Coast would be a close third. They're playing good for Yeah, they can stay third, but <laughs> North and they've got the I think North and the Dogs have had probably the best month of football that out of anyone in this period at the moment. I absolutely agree. They um I'm try I'm trying not to be so edgy at the moment because the dogs are playing good football and I can smell flag dogs coming. Yeah, I just think the way Luke's really handled the players, they've he's got them hungry again and they just look like they're playing no longer for a spot, they're playing for each other. I think it's the first time I don't know about you, Doc. Obviously, me being an outsider, it's different. But look at the dogs. They've got a good mix now of a, of a dynamic that seems to be working quite well. 
yeah. of smalls and talls, and people look like they're in the positions they need to be. Obviously, we've talked about Bevo loves a bit of versatility. Yeah, uh, he does. He, oh, I tell you what, no no man screams versatility quite like Bevo. But look, I'll, I'll echo your words exactly because I watched the Geelong game on well, not exactly some Saturday night. I was out Saturday <laughs> night, but I, I watched it Sunday I'm morning. Source, I hear. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, and I was with a, uh, a lovely lady. So. Oh. Shout out to her. Uh, yes. Because she'll be listening. I doubt she will be. <laughs> she, uh, no, nah, but. Right, okay. <laughs> no, nah, look, not the point. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but the no, but the dogs played. You could just see from the way they harassed Geelong on, on Saturday night. They just. They're back. They're back. They're, they've, got, they've got that intensity back. They've got the flair. And they've just. And even like they like if they can just polish up their um their inside fifty entries just a smidge, then I reckon they could have beaten Geelong by six to seven goals yeah. on on Saturday. That's night. a fair call. Um, now, good call. Thank you. Now, scrambled. We're going to do a, a little one each. Now, scrambled. Who are you going to go with for your scrambled? Um, I need to think about that. Because... Okay, I'm going to go with Ross Lyon. Yep, good call. Um, now we talked about it last week. Harley Bennell obviously being delisted, possible probably doc by the end of the season. I think it's a bit ridiculous that he's insisting that people go out and sign him, full well knowing the capability of Harley's body and where he's at. Um, I think it's a bit stupid and just a bit pointless because I don't think it. I don't, like Harley's a good player. We all know what he did up on the Gold Coast for a short amount of time, but talent's there. But physically, he's about as you know sturdy as a toothpick at this point. <laughs> Break, breaks down more than a Chinese product. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unless you get a refund on those. Don't get a refund on Harley. Nah, Gold Coast, oh, I reckon Gold Coast would take him back, though. <laughs> at this rate? At this rate, they're, they're just no good. But I think um, Ross is a bit of a scramble because I'm not even sure what he's thinking making a comment like that. Yeah, look, fair, fair call on that. Um, Thank you. Look, I don't even know what to make of Fremantle's game against West Coast. Two, two goals 19 is a... Actually, there's your scramble there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to add on there because I've uh, picked up one. Um, but two goals, 19 in a game of football is d- disgraceful. Mm. Um, I don't know what Ross Lyon is thinking. I don't know what the Fremantle players are thinking half the time. Probably not a whole lot. It's not, it's not, even, it's not even a lack of forward. It's not even a lack of forward structure because Cam McCarthy kicked four the other week. Yeah. Um, Matera has been the best small forward apparently in the comp for most of the year. Matera has been the best at kicking uh, Joe the Gooses all year, <laughs> taking over from Josh Jenkins. Um, Imagine those two of the same team to be running to each other in the goal square. <laughs> hey, it's my turn. They'd they'd be uh, bumping heads. Bumping heads. They'd be uh, bumping heads. Bumping uglies. Um, okay, no, I've got, I'm going to pick up a scrambled as well. Okay. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with GWS at the moment because hmm. I I don't know about you, but I expect them to beat Brisbane last week. And uh, well, not, I not... tip Brisbane, then charge my tip for some stupid reason. <laughs> Fucking good on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, They've lost their last two now, Doc. What is it? And, and they lost the game they should have beaten uh, Essendon uh, the week before as well. Yep. And before that, they had the bye. Probably lost that as well. Um, and they weren't very convincing as North Melbourne. Where are they at? I honestly don't know. I think they're, they're, they're amongst those. T- they're amongst those teams that are very hard to pick. Um, Joining Hawthorne and Essendon on oh, Adelaide. By the way, fuck Adelaide. Um, and Don Pike can seriously go and stick it. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but the Giants, I, I just don't know where I just don't know where they're at at the moment. Um, It'll be a tough game for them on uh, Sunday afternoon at the G. Oh yeah, I was. I was. I would have hardballed Richmond. I reckon they're about as informed a team as the Dogs. And well, the only thing about us is that we have played two of the weaker teams in the comp. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I don't like. Well, I'm actually, no, St Kilda aren't that bad. But to have big, big wins, I, I think even even against the Gold Coast, where you went, where you travel up to the Metricon mm. and nearly floor them by a hundred points, I think that I think that speaks. A, I think that speaks a tad. I think it does. It's the fact that Jason and Stanley can keep five goals on either just proves you how good Gold Coast defense is. Geez, I'm I'm hoping I can kick five on on the Gold Coast. <laughs> now the new segment, Doc, that we touched on last week, we teased it a little bit is um, who's the man? Who's the man? Now, the concept of this is that we talk about... Uh, we all give an opinion when all three of us are here, but well, there's only two of us. So we'll give our personal opinion on who we thought was the most influential player of the round last week. I'm going to start with you. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, 
Okay, I'll give you I'll give you a couple because I can't no, one. It's who's the man, not who's the men. You can only give one, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, that's why it's tough. That's the whole point of the segment. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> right, okay. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll give a special mention to Harry Himmelberg because I like him. Yeah, okay, and, that's fair. And, and, he, and he kicked four goals against Brisbane in a losing effort, and that was very good. Yep. But my but my man is Aaron Norton. Yep. Four goals won, nine marks. He had a very lean week, uh, sorry, lean month of footy. Uh, you talk about Luke Beveridge. He was, he was one that, you know, he was one who hasn't really been playing his best footy. But in a game where goals were really hard to come by, Aaron Norton kicked four match winners and had nine marks, and he looked, he just looked so on. He, and he didn't do it against any B-grade defence. He did it against the Cats, yeah. who are the best defensive team in the league. league. So Aaron Norton's my man this week, and also Sam Lloyd, three goals. There you go. He's my recruit of the year. Okay, um, I've gone with Tommy Rockcliffe, the pig. Oh yes. Now for me, it's not just about how good he was. Uh, for Put po- some bacon on the eggs, <laughs> may as well. I think um, the fact that he was so good last week, Doc. It's more the fact that the week before, when he had that, however many touches, fifty wasn't it, or forty-seven? He had fifty-seven in fifty-seven that's in, right. in the sample. That was astounding. The numbers. fact that he's brought that straight into the ones and have thirty-six himself with eleven marks and five tackles speaks to how you know good he is as a player. I really, really admire him. Obviously, we talked about, or I mentioned at the start of the year, he was my favourite to win the Brownlow. Yep. Obviously, copped a lot of injuries during the year, so it's not going to happen now. But he had five clearances, along with six inside 50s, 527 metres gained, along with 36 touches, as I mentioned. So he's my uh, man of the week. Good on him. I think old mate Bokey would have been... Uh, he's up there. He, he'd be up there for the brown line now. Yeah, he would be. So just before we get to the teams, we're going to do quick-fire questions. Just, oh, ju- yes. just, a, just a couple of questions to, um, you know, just... For me, just 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 oh ke- just keep a bit of um, just keep the show going a little bit. It's not millionaire hot seat. No, no, no. It's it, it's just light light hearted questions. Um, feel free to say yes or no. Or... You know. <laughs> just just feel free to um, <coughs> yes or no. Okay. Yeah, yes or no. Uh, question one: Is it time for uh, Dwayne Russell to fuck off? <laughs> no, <laughs> not quite yet. Oh. I mean, soon. Fair, fair call. I mean. Love muscle. I mean, without the love muscle, we wouldn't have the uh, some <laughs> some of the some of the beauties quite like this one. <laughs> and I tell you what, I was, I was listening to the um, Collingwood Hawthorne game last quarter, and Braden Sire kicked a, a ripper goal, and he was this idiot on three AW, the love muscle go, goes on to, and says like that. That's a goal of desire. Oh Jesus! And I just slapped my face and was like, "You idiot!" That's poor. That's poor. Uh, okay, question two. Brisbane, top four. Yep. Yep. I agree. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, are, are the Bulldogs... Okay. If the Bulldogs win the next three, are they making finals? Mathematically, yes. And uh, last Probably. one, And last one, because I haven't really thought this was through <laughs> enough. Um, is it time for Bruce McAvaney to hang it up? One more year. One more year? So no. Okay. <laughs> right, so, okay. Um, oh, and also, am I doing a great job racing? Yes. <laughs> and that's and that's the quick fire. and that's quick fire questions on the A3 Pretty Podcast. <laughs> now, now we got teams. We've got some teams. We've got f- six six games. Yes. With uh, with teams, we're starting tonight at Optus Stadium, West Coast Collingwood. Uh, so a big in here. Uh, Josh Josh Kennedy mm. is back in. Uh, missed the last probably missed the last couple, didn't he? Yep. Got a uh, shot, shot, shot in the leg after his uh, horrible performance against Essendon, along with Tom Cole, yeah. who you know I think we're a bit indifferent on, but they're replacing Brendan Archie and Liam Duggan as injuries. Strange to see uh, Archie play Doc after what we talked about the other week. He's been a forgotten man in that portrait. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't see his game. I, I didn't. I thought he played okay. He was okay. He kicked the goal and had uh, about 15, 16 touches. So. Yeah, well. He's injured now, so he's got too much leather poisoning. Yes. <laughs> got too much leather poisoning at the moment. But Collingwood, big big news here with uh, John Noble making his debut now. Fantastic. John John Noble, if you don't know, was uh, taken in the mid season draft. The son of David Noble. Yep. Who's um, list manager? At, or, I don't know. He's doing something at. He's Brisbane. at. He's at Brisbane. He's doing something at Brisbane. I I can't remember. <laughs> but um, no, he's he's a very he's a very big figure over at Brisbane. Uh, yeah. John, uh, David Noble, along with Ben Crocker and Levi Greenwood. And uh, 
Josh Dacos omitted. Josh Thomas omitted. May Schamberg omitted, as we said earlier. Bit stiff. Bit stiff. I don't know why you bring Brent, Ben Crocker in. He's a butcher of the footy. No, he did kick three last week, and I think Josh Thomas hasn't played a decent game of footy since about 2003, so not sure why he's in there. <laughs> rough. Very rough. Well, it's a big game. It is a, it's a massive game, but I don't really see Collingwood winning at the moment, given their recent run of form. Oh, yeah. Well, let's do our tips while we're talking about the teams. I'm going to go West Coast by 35. Yeah, I think I'm going to go West Coast by about seven. Seven goals. Seven goals. Seven goals. Okay. All right. Now, Sydney-Carlton. Now, this is a big game in the context of where these teams are going to finish in the bottom half of the ladder. Sydney may have a slim chance to get into the finals. Obviously, Kieran Jack is returning after a couple of weeks. God knows why. In the twos. Uh, James Rose has been dropped, which is a bit stiff because I'm not a huge James Rose fan, but he's had a good couple of weeks, in my opinion. Yeah, keep hearing his name bob- bobbing up when you when you're hearing when you're just hearing the radio yeah. in the background. It's, you know, Rose takes the mark. You know, he, he, he's a he's a handy player, James Rose, but I I, I don't know. He's a very uh, on off player. Yep, can, can can be very handy when he wants to be. Yep, and then uh, for Carlton, Harry McKay. Good in, good in to have. Very good in, and Paddy Cripps even better in to have. And Hugh Goddard, Doc, making his debut for the first time in Carlton colours since being delisted by the Saints. Very, very good in to have Hugh Goddard, and it's um, it does make a bit of sense considering the fact that they're going to miss Caleb Marchbank and yes. Jacob Wittering. Yeah, um, Caleb Marchbank's obviously had a neck, uh, neck fracture. I heard. Oh, that's a, that's out. That's a big ouch. Yeah, he'll miss most of the rest of the season. They said Jacob wearing his own injury. Mitch McGovern managed, which is a strange one. He just hasn't hit the stride this year, has he, Doc? No, I've, he's been very unimpressive, Mitch McGovern. Um, I don't know why. Probably just because he doesn't fit into Carlton's system. Yeah. But I tell you, I, you know what? I, I didn't even realize this until the other day. I didn't realize Car- Carlton were uh, out outside of. Uh, we're not in last place. No, no, the Gold Coast are down Gold, there. Gold Coast, Gold Coast Suns are now. Uh, uh, it's interesting they're uh, rock, rocking Aaliyah Aaliyah still as their ruckman well, and the, Sam Reid. I don't I don't think they have anybody else as their, <laughs> as, as their ruckman. Uh, B, uh, Sinclair, oh, I was going to call him well, Bin, I was going to call him Binclair. <laughs> what about uh, Cameron? Where's he at? He's just not... I don't know. Big Darcy Cameron? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's a strange one, but Carlton's gone for obviously a small ball lineup with Matty Kennedy at full forward, so... <laughs> It'll be an interesting game for sure, but I think, I don't know, I think Sydney, because it's at the SCG, but just, it'll be a close one. Oh, and also, before we before I give my tip, oh. uh, Alex Catalano just wanted to uh, let us know that he he wants that he wants to say how the fuck Ben Ronk didn't get oh, yes. didn't didn't get held his spot in the team and rightfully so he had a shit ass game he did have a shit ass game and you know this is probably from a guy who kicked seven on the Hawks last year. How nervous would you be being Alex Rosolo right now, Doc? Still can't get into the Carlton forward line. Despite, you know, players like McGovern going out. I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll double down from what Kat said and how the fuck Darcy Lang gets a game is, is beyond me. <laughs> you, talk, you talk about turnover merchants. <laughs> this man is it. Da- Darcy Lang is, you know, you'd see his face in the in the, in the the uh, Urban Dictionary if you find turnover merchant. But, um... Oh, you look, got a tip here. Oh, look, I, I was going to say, before, um, if I'm Alex Fasola, I'd be very nervous because, yeah, you be. you know, high-profile free agent signing... Uh, Done nothing, and he's done yeah shit all, and it's uh he's been he's been doomed from the start. <laughs> yes, um, I think Sydney will win. Uh, be a close one, be a close one. Yep, but I think the Swans at the SCG. I think they I think they're finding a bit of form at the moment, Sydney. Yeah. So we go from Sydney to Utahs yes. down in Launceston. Lonnie, yeah, very very big game here. Hawthorne Freo. Mm. Now Freo have been pretty bad, been shit. Yep. <laughs> uh. This is a game they need to win, and these these uh, changes here don't really fill my confidence too much. I mean, <laughs> Nighthouse is in. Uh, Sean Sean Darcy's in. We like Sean Darcy. We like Sean Darcy. We like Sean Darcy. He's covering uh, Aaron, uh, the big ruck dog who's being managed. Hmm. Is that after, after one game? After one game. So <laughs> maybe there's a bit more to that. Than... Oh, give it away, Sandy. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> I feel sorry for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for him. And Stephen Hill's and Stephen Hill's back, the walking pincushion. <laughs> Um, he <laughs> bit of voodoo doll about him. Yeah, hey? yeah, the, the voodoo doll, Stephen Hill. Um, Griffin Logue dropped. Oh, I didn't watch. Didn't watch the Fremantle game, but if they're if they're conceding 122 points, then he must have something to do with it. Uh, Mitch Crowden's out as well. Dropped. Oh, that's a bit stiff. Whilst for Hawthorne, Grant Birchall makes his return after 
740 days, Doc. Neil, it, it's over two. been over two years. That's crazy. How good is that? It, it's fantastic to see Graham Birchall back in because he's a very talented player and we all know that. And we all know that. Yep. Four-time premiership winner and ugh, Chad Wingard's back in as well. <laughs> Bin. Bingard. Jack Gunston out. Uh, yeah, he's hurt. Um, it's going to hurt them, isn't it? Eh? It's going to hurt them. Yeah, that will hurt them, uh, particularly the fact that Hawthorne don't score particularly too well. No. Um, and they're going to have to rely on uh, chums such as Mitch Lewis and <laughs> Connor Nash to give him winning to give him a winning score. Good gosh. Uh, oh, d- it's d- a huge game. Oh. Uh, it's a hard one to pick. I, I kind of want to go... Fr- uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going Freo. No, I can't. they got no back line. Ethan Hughes is a key position player. Eh. Mind you, the small small forward line Hawthorne have gone. I'm going to go Hawks just because it's down at Tassie. Yeah, well, I'll, I might change it, but at the moment, Freo's the way to go for me at the moment because I don't know. You have a, you have a big loss like that, particularly in a derby. You just got to you have to bounce back from that. Yeah. that. I mean, that was that was appalling. Now we have talked about every game's been the biggest game in the round, but this is a massive one <laughs> in the context of the season. Essendon play North Melbourne. Now this will, I think, Doc, whoever wins this will make the eight. Me personally. Um, mm. Essendon coming unchanged after a win last week against the uh, Sydney Swans. Obviously, Will Schnelling's been knocking on the door like a crazy maniac to try and get in, but can't. Michael Hartley as well um, played well last week. I'm surprised he didn't get in. What does Will Schnelling have to do to get a spot in this team? Probably has to marry Wusher at this point in the way to get in. And, uh, yeah, yes, because no, because Wusher has no daughters. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the only two changes for North Melbourne, Curtis Taylor who is highly regarded internally at North Melbourne, is in, and along with Jamie McMillan, who's an established star. This isn't Curtis Taylor's first game, is it? No, he's played, I think, one or two by memory. I'll just let you know. Yep, fair call. Uh, Davis Uniac is out. Uh, it's his second game he'll be playing this week, Doc. Yeah, excellent. Kid's only 19, so plenty of potential. Excellent. We're, we're, excellent. We're, we've, we've been high on Curtis Taylor since the, uh, the draft episode. Yeah. So That bloody time. <laughs> Good to see him getting a run. Um Sam Durden also being dropped as well, which is a weird one because they like him at North Melbourne as a as a strong body defender. So he's out. I, I don't think I don't think that, I don't think there's any need for him. Essen's small. Uh, Essen's forward line's pretty uh, small. Yeah. Uh, you got Mitch Brown is probably your tallest option, and Jane Laverde is your second tall. And I'm not sure how Jane Laverde's kept his spot to be honest. Oh, oh, and maybe and maybe Jake Stringer as well. I think the thing with Durden is he was uh, we talked about it very early uh, this season, Doc, when we touched on Norse former recruits he was a top 20 pick so highly highly rated as a youngster who are you going to go with for this one um ooh, I think I think I'm, I'm more confident in North than I am in Essendon so I'm probably going to go North I'm going to go the D's at Marvel um, <laughs> sorry the Dons the Dons D's Dons mate you've jumped the gun so you're going to tell me, so wait you're going to tell me you're going to back Melbourne over the dogs yes no why no no I'm going with the Dons I meant yeah no that's, that's... no I'm still talking the dogs over there good Jeez. call uh, no, yeah no good call uh, hey, you got this one Doc Ooh. not not so much a big game this one but uh, <laughs> Gold Coast and Adelaide at Metricon Stadium we can only imagine about 10 people turning up for this one um Big na- big name this one, uh, Michael Michael Ruscatelli, a favourite of ours here at the yes. A three, the big spaghetti. He's he's in for I think it's his first game this year, mm. back from the wilderness as, as well as Sean Lemons, who's a you know not, not a bad little player. Interesting player, Sean Lemons. Not a bad player. I think he he can do certain jobs, but he's not a do it all player. Um, Jack Martin and Will Powell are out with injury, which yep. is, which are big big losses. I don't know if Jack Martin's coming back this year. Um, Be interesting, consider, considering the fact that he's being circled by a number of Victorian clubs. Um, Adelaide Riley Knight are back in. Uh, Riley Knight is back in, mm-hmm. as well as Tyson Stengel in for his uh, Adelaide debut. Yeah. The former Tiger. How do you reckon he's going to go? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, they call him Eddie's son over there because he's just so crafty like him. So Eddie's son. They do. I've heard that. So he, he, he was Eddie's son before Charlie Cameron. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> after Charlie Cameron. <laughs> what? He only played uh, two games in his whole career, but he's 20, so a lot of potential for the young small forward. Very highly regarded at Richmond. I think Riley Knight's a good player. I like I, him. I, I, <coughs> I like I like Riley Knight as well. He's, I've been a big fan of him for quite a while now. He just finds himself in and out of the team. And I don't understand why. Why is Peter Wright in not in the ones doc? Is that from a structure point of view? Do you think? I don't know. Could be. Uh, he could be knifed. Could have been boned. Mm. Considering M- must must have done something that uh, Stewie, Big Stewie doesn't like. Your mate Jesse Joyce has still retained his spot. Uh, Jack- I, I watched a bit of that game last week. He 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 is he does nothing of any importance to that team. 
Jacob Heron's an interesting one. I'm not sure how he's getting a gig, but he is. Yeah, well, if they're getting flogged by 92 points at, uh, over at Metricon, it's probably because of blokes like Jacob Heron and Jesse Joyce. I think uh, Adelaide, comfortably. Yeah, Adelaide will win comfortably. Oh, I was going to bake. I was going to oh, you know what? I was going to screw it. Yeah, no. No. Screw it. Go okay. Um, screw it. Go on, Adelaide. This isn't much of a big game. Geelong and St Kilda at... It's, an, it's another dead rubber. Yeah, at, at Geelong Land, the GMHBA. Um, Cardinia Perk. <laughs> Brandon Parfit is back and Ezra Radigalia. Oh, big Sav. Two big inclusions for Geelong. I like, I like them. I like them both. They both. They both bring something up. Jack Henry, who I'm not a huge fan of, was managed. He's at uh, just being rested, I presume. And Lockie Fogarty. Look, I don't. I'm not. I'm not too much of a fan of Jack Henry either. But I think he. He's okay. No, he's all right. I, didn't say he wasn't all right. I just said I don't like him. Why don't, you, why don't you like him? Fogarty's <laughs> out dropped. Um, Jack Loney returns after his horrific knee injury early, early in the season. So good to see him back. That's, that is good to see him back because he, he was playing some pretty good football before he went down. And uh, Nathan Brown in the, as well. The plug, they call him, because every time a key defender goes out, Nathan Brown comes in for one game and then gets dropped straight away. Um, Josh Battle, who's out injured, who's had an outstanding year, Doc. He has, and it's been a very... It's a, it's a shame, because I, I do enjoy watching Josh Battle play in defence. He's... um, It's funny, because he was drafted as a key forward, mm. but he's um moved to the back line this year, I think it was. Yeah. And he's been... And yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of some killer games where he just flies in. He just he just looks like a natural... In, in defence, Josh And Matty Parker's out drop. So it'll be the first time he won't play a game all season. He's played every game. About bloody time, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> good to see Nick Coffield continue to get a gig. Uh, highly regarded youngster, as we know. Top 10 pick in the 2017 draft. Pick 8 he was. So good to see him get a game. Sam Rowe, interesting, hasn't made a debut yet for the uh, Saints, but... No, I think I think it's bit what uh, Nathan Brown is. Bit he's, of a, bit of a plug. Bit he, of the, se- the secondary plug. He's one game off his hundred. Doc. He's been one game of his hundred for, for so long now. <laughs> I'm going to go with Geelong. I think they'll bounce back this week. They need to. Yeah, look, there's n- there's nothing here that's going to suggest and Kilda will win this game. So I think the Cats will win uh, easy. Now these are all extended benches, so we'll just whip through these quickly. So, so, uh, we'll just highlight some of the big ins. Yeah, uh, Jack Rewalt back in for Richmond. Uh, against the Giants, as well as Higgins, Caddy, and Baker. Do you see all four of them coming in? Uh, I don't see all four of them. I think Liam Baker, as I mentioned, was stiff to get dropped in the first place. I, th- I think the Eggman. He, he had a he had a big game uh, against the uh, in the VFL. Yeah, he did. Liam Baker's a very good player, um, but he's stiff to be dropped. I think the Eggman might get dropped. Jack Rewalt needs to come in, but structurally, what we do, Doc, will be interesting with Soldo, Lynch, Rewalt, and Scholl. Uh, four big men, how they rotate those forward and ruck and whatnot. So, Caddy's definite in. You'd think Rewalt's definite in. I, could, I, I don't see Jack Higgins breaking back into a team that won by almost 100 points last week. Yeah. Uh, it's a fair call, but I think Jack Higgins could be... I think Jack Higgins is on the precipice of being a best 22 player. It's just who you drop. That's the only thing right now. Uh, look, I, I think it's a bit stiff, but I think Chol needs to be uh, given a spell. Uh, he's a oh, look. I like him. He's a goer, but I think when you bring in guys like Caddy and Rewalt, it might fit. It, I think it fits their dynamic more. Yep. Josh Kelly added is a huge blow for GWS stock. It's, ma- it's massive, and um, Zach Langdon also out injured. But yep. they do they do get back uh, Lockie Whitfield, who's um, no no doubt one of their best players player. in, in the team. You know we're a bit indifferent about him. But he's know? a very good player. Yep. But, um, Bobby Hill making his debut as well. Uh, I'm not sure if it is, has it been confirmed. Yeah, it's been confirmed. He will be playing. Nice. We yeah. like, like him. He's got a, got a bit of pace, that boy. He does. Uh, a very high pick was projected, but slipped to 24 for the Giants, so a good pick up there. It'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, Bunteen also in as well. Who are you going to tip, Doc? It's a huge game. Oh, it'll be the Tigers for me. I think GWS are in a bit of a slump. And I think the Tigers—they're just picking up their pace now. And pretty funny, pretty funny to see during the week that um, a lot of Richmond supporters—they've been uh, jumping up and down that this time two years ago that they were nine and six with almost the same. I only brought that up because you brought that stat up to me. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that, that is true. Um, There's talk that Adam Kennedy also Doc might run with Dustin Martin. Ooh, that, that that'll be that'll be a big one. Big matchup. I'm going to go to the Tigers as well. Now your mob, obviously Dale uh, Morris is included. Do you think he'll play? Oh, I'll tell you what, it'll be hard to it'll be hard to see him get in over um 
over a 22 that knocked over Geelong, if there is probably one person that has to make way, it might be Rourke Smith, who yeah. is, I'd say, is a bit stiff. His his last three weeks have been pretty good, although I will say his game last week wasn't as special. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the only change you guys would make. Uh, oh, I can't wait. So I want to see Riley West make his debut. I think he's been toiling away at the VFL for quite a while now, and, he, and he's been very, very consistent. Yep. Um, Melbourne got a crock of good players coming back, Doc. Yeah, I mean, they've got... Uh, Maxi Gorn back in. That's going to be uh, yep. going to be huge and uh, bad news for Tim English. Uh, ne- Neville Jetta back in. He's a huge part of their defensive setup. Uh, Jake Lever, if he can keep his knees together for a game, he's back in. Uh, the oh. Wag the Wagners are in as well. There's the boys and uh, Oscar McDonald, who we love here at the A3. Mm. Um, Marty Hawes that injury who's been outstanding fine for them Marty Hawes has been a great fine it's such a shame that he's going to miss the rest of the season as well as Tom McDonald who, who's, we, touched on, yeah. who we touched on earlier in the episode I think you guys are going to win but it'll be, it'll be a fight until the last quarter I think the dogs will pull away and show that they, they want to be there in September I'm actually shitting myself about this game like if there's one thing that we know how to do is that, and that's winning the bet against bottom four teams we've done it about three times this year already yeah I uh, can see Melbourne doing it again on Sunday, but if the, like the next three games for the Dogs are huge, they've got this one, then they've got St Kilda, and then they've got Fremantle. It's, that, a, big, it's a big couple of weeks, and that's at Marvel, and they're, and they're all the games that we're expected to win. If we can beat, if we can shake that, you know, whatever it is, a voodoo of um, <laughs> of you know choking games where we're meant to be the favourites, yep. then we can play finals. Um, so I think the Bulldogs will win. I'll back them in. And lucky last. Port versus Brisbane, Adelaide Oval, a 4.40 game, so it is a twilight dock. Great call on that. Um, Travis Boak is returning. It, it probably would be the only definite in. Uh, Trent McKenzie, the man with a cannon on his leg. He, he seems to be another forgotten man, Trent McKenzie. I forgot he was on their list. But I think that's the only thing he seems to be good at. It's just kicking a footy. doesn't do anything else. He's played 107 games, Trent McKenzie. He's 27 now. He's a big a big boy, 191 centimetres. 107 games, and I reckon 105 of those were at the Gold Coast where he did nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cairns have close names on the extended bench, but it'd be hard to see any changes besides Boak, probably, um, considering their win last week. Yep. Uh, what do you make of Brisbane? Obviously... It's going to be an interesting forward structure with um, Eric Hipworth, who's out injured. With that, yeah, with that big hipper. Um, Ma- Marcus Adams is lamed at full forward. So Centre half forward. Centre half, sorry. Uh, look, he can play centre half forward, Marcus Adams. I've seen him. He seen can. Him, seen him at, seen him at well, waffle level before he got drafted. He can kick a snag. I love him. Big O's in. Um, oh, look, I like Marcus Adams as well, as long as he uh, keeps his body together. I like the big O. He's yeah. in. Um, I'd love to see him play. He's got he's got good marking hands. He'd be a good option up forward. Uh, ben Keys, I hope, gets a game. But, you know, that's, o- <laughs> that's only if he turns up. Uh, Archie Smith, uh, named on the bench. And Reece- Josh Walker and Reese Massad, yeah. Josh, oh, Josh Walker should get it. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think Brisbane's defensive setup's doing pretty well without Josh Walker at the moment. They've done well. Young guys like Noah Ashworth just slotted in nicely, along with some other... Young players, yeah, like Noah Answorth, he's, he's um settled in quite quite well, too well, <laughs> it's, yeah, too well. Fav- Cam Rayner, surprised he's been still playing. Yeah, look, but I think it's a bit like Paddy Dow. Like he's a second year player. He's gonna get he's gonna get a bit of um blues. Gonna get a bit of a bl- bit of a blue. So like if you, I don't know, the best way is to just keep keep getting games in and see what they can do. Who are you going to go with, Doc? It's a huge game for both clubs. Really going to determine where they both finish in the four and in the eight. Sorry. Oh, it's a tough one. I think I'm going to go Brisbane. I'm going to go Brisbane as well. Brisbane, I reckon last week sold Brisbane for me. Um, they can almost win. They can almost win anywhere. Chris Fagan is going to be coach of the year, and I think you called that earlier in the week. Yes, oh, I was a big fan of Fagan. All right, so that's that's the show for this week. We're going to get Doctor his usual audio player, but before we go to that, thank you so much for listening. Um, don't forget to follow us on our socials at A Three Footy Podcast on Instagram and A3 Footy Podcast on Facebook. Uh, we do appreciate uh, the support we got last week. We tried a promotion thing and it worked pretty well, so we're going to continue to do them. Um, thank you so much for the listeners from day one and the new listeners we get every week. We appreciate every single one of you. Um, we're going to get this clip now. Doc's going to give a backstory and then we'll close out. <laughs> well, it's, it's been a pretty red, white and blue episode today here at the A3 and I've been very thankful for it. Um, so to close us out today, we've got a special, um, and there is going to be some very, very uh, coarse language here. We're so. going to play probably about 15 to 20 seconds off, 30 seconds of it. No, we've got to play more than that. No, we can't. We've got, we've got, to, play a couple, <laughs> we've got, to, we've got to play at least a couple of minutes of it. <laughs> People um, don't want to see you for a couple of minutes. Uh, okay, we'll pl- okay, we'll play the first 
we'll play the first 90 seconds. There you go. We'll play the first 90 seconds of it. But what we're going to do is <laughs> a video that I just uh, recently re-picked up from from YouTube. It's um, and there will be a, a, I will say again this. Contains some very, 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 very coarse language. We we might beep it out. We might not. Um, when it comes to the edits, we'll, we'll probably end up beeping it out. But anyway, it's a it's a clip of uh, Ted Whitten doing a doing like a, an announcement of the winner of something called the Austin McCrabb Award, which is something about I think it's, I think it's about journalism, uh, highlighting journalism. And he absolutely goes off in this bloke called Bill Cannon, who I, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna say I don't know who he is, but um. From the way Ted Teddy uh, speaks, he's uh, not a very uh, well liked man. So oh, gonna... we'll, we'll we'll close that first. I've been Alex Miller. I've been Alex Doherty, and now, without further ado, we've got Teddy from the Vault. Sandy, thank you very much for the introduction. Magnificent to be here, introduced by you, Sandy. Sandy made his name famous, you know, by introducing Miss Australia, Leanne Cock, instead of Leanne Fucking Dick. Down the Mount Gambier races. How big of a fuck-up can that be? Anyway, my job tonight is to announce the dinner of the Austin fucking McCrabb Award and what winners we've had in the past. The last one, fucking Morfitt. Drew fucking Morfitt. How in the fuck can Morfitt ever win an award, let alone the Austin McCrabb? And you know something? I've got to announce the winner to you right now. And this that's won the award, has got no fucking credentials at all in reference to this magnificent man. The award's named after Austin McCrabb. He's probably had fucking heaps of crabs over the years with the people he's knocked around with. But this is a little different. And I'll name him for you right now before I tell you something about his credentials. His name is, for the 1994 Austin McCrabb Award, and it's going to come as a surprise to him, and a bigger surprise to you people here tonight. The winner is Bill Cannon! Bill fucking Cannon! How in the fuck can he have won an award? 